friends, welcome back to another episode of In No Hurry. I am your host, Cole Douglas Claiborne. So happy to be back with you guys this week as we continue our series this month on marriage. This week, my wife Emily and I sat down with Matt and Leslie Holiday. Both have been on my show individually. We talked to Matt back in the fall about his baseball career and what he has been up to since he stopped playing. And we talked to Leslie also a little bit later in the fall just about life in general and what being a Major League Baseball player's wife looked like. And we also got to talk about their podcast, Table 40. And this month, they are also talking about marriage. And they've been married for 20 years. And I just thought that it would be an awesome conversation to bring them on and share their perspective of marriage, what that looked like during Matt's baseball career, how they navigated that with him having to move around all the time, and really just share what has worked well for them and how they've been able to make this work for 20 years. Matt played in the major leagues for 15 years, a lot of that with the St. Louis Cardinals, but they moved around quite a bit. He started in Colorado, then was traded to Oakland, then to St. Louis, then he went to New York and then back to Colorado. So they've moved around a lot and they've had a lot of different seasons in their life, both literally in the baseball sense, but metaphorically just in the life sense as well. And Emily and I really enjoyed talking to them about what the different seasons of their life have looked like. They also have started doing couples counseling with a young couple, and so to hear their perspective on that was really fun as well. So they're just two awesome people. I always love getting to talk to them and hearing their perspective on marriage. If you have not checked out their podcast, Table 40, go ahead and do that because their episodes this month have been really good. They've had Mike Matheny and his wife on. Mike was a former manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. And then Matt and Leslie also just talked about their marriage on their podcast as well. So if you haven't gotten enough marriage content on this podcast, definitely check theirs out as well. But we've had two younger couples on my show so far this month. And so the rest of the month, we are going to have more seasoned, experienced married couples. So I'm excited for you guys to learn from them. I know I was excited to learn from them as well. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Here is my conversation with Matt and Leslie Holiday. Well, we are back with uh, Matt and Leslie Holiday. Both were guests individually on the show last year. Uh, happy to have you guys back on, kind of playing pinch hitter for me. I was not expecting to have you guys on this week, and you guys were kind enough to join kind of last minute. So how are you guys doing? How's everything going? We're good. It's just really, really cold here in Oklahoma. <laughs> It is. It's cold, but I think it's cold everywhere, pretty much, except the coast. But yeah, it's yeah. uh, other than being cold, everything's going pretty well. Yeah, we had ice here today. A lot of schools were out because of ice, um, but we didn't get it quite bad, quite as bad here. It was no. pretty bad up north of in Kentucky. But they're yeah, talking it was, about it was supposed to be a huge ice storm. Yeah, and by huge ice storming in Kentucky, it means that you know, like it's slightly cold and there's some snow on your car. Yeah, uh, the roads were fine. <laughs> Yeah. So they, I guess next week they're talking about possibly getting seven, eight inches of snow. So we'll see about that. But, but, um, so we're not here to talk about weather. We're talking here to talk about marriage. Um, you guys have been, yeah, (laughs) this could be a, what you do in marriage. This could be a a weather podcast. (laughs) Yeah. But you guys are doing uh, kind of a series of your own about marriage on your podcast. And I've enjoyed listening to those and everything. And my wife is a marriage therapist, and so I've enjoyed having her on with me this month talking to our friends and just kind of talking about the different um, aspects of marriage. We've had younger couples on, and obviously you guys have been married for like 20 years now. Is that right? 
Yes. 20 years. 20 years. We just December. celebrated 20 years. Yep. When was your anniversary? December, December 30th. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ours is very close. We have a December wedding too. Oh, yeah. Ours is the 23rd. So that's that's awesome. So t- tell me, so we, we're, we're wanting to learn from people who are older than us. We've had two younger couples and we were, we've been married longer than those two, but now the rest of our guests this month are people that have been married longer than us. So I'm excited to learn from you guys just about like what has worked for you guys. And, and you guys have a unique situation because, you know, Matt had to move around a lot with his career. You guys had different things going on and, you know, the, the 20 years that you guys have been married, um, you know, has, has brought a lot of different changes in your life. And so uh, just kind of excited to learn from you guys, but what, whenever you guys kind of think about the early stages of your marriage, what's what's something that sticks out to be where I guess it's different now than it was then obviously you guys are older, you've got kids, but what's kind of the biggest change from those early years of marriage to life now with you guys? You want to answer that? You can go first. I would say a lot has changed um, from the early years of marriage to 20 years, 20 years marriage. Um, I would say the main thing that has changed is Matt's not so selfish anymore. Oh God. That's funny. I was going to say the same thing about Leslie. <laughs> I was going to say, and I was gonna say the same thing about Leslie too. And so what I was going to say, I was just messing with him. But what I was going to say is Matt's not so selfish anymore and neither am I. And so we were like these two young, really selfish people living in a house together. I, Matt and I, we got married really young. And so I pretty much moved from the Pi-Fi house into well, we ended up living in a basement. Remember, our very first house was a basement, but that's neither here nor there. But you just move in from a very like me centric kind of lifestyle when you're in a sorority at Oklahoma State and all that stuff. And you're kind of just doing that deal. And and then you jump into, into marriage and I was still sort of a me centered personality and Matt was too. So it was very messy the first couple of years trying to figure that out, um, you know, who needed to be the center of attention and um, the number one priority. And once we figured out that Jesus should fill in that, that <laughs> space, then we got pretty good at get, at being married. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just think that like from, if you're talking about like we were nine, 20 and 21 years old and I mean, just from a life experience standpoint, you know, a lot happens in 20 years. So I think you just learn more about how to get along with people and not just your spouse, but in general, like what it takes to have meaningful relationships and how to communicate and how to, I guess, just, um, yeah, like she said, like, it's not so much about you anymore. Like, you know, I think as young people, especially now and in, in, in the world, like it's all about, Hey, get yours. And you know, that, you know, just everything is about you. And as an athlete, like the discipline and everything that it takes to be a pro athlete and that, you know, it's all about you and you get all this and that. And I think, really until you can put all that aside and just kind of like she's talking about, like until um, your humility of following Jesus and then, you know, like out honor and out serve each other. Like that, that's one thing, like trying to just pay attention to little things, like, you know, just trying to help out around the house or just trying to know her well enough to um, just look out for little things. And I think early on, you didn't even look for that. You didn't even know maybe even what that looked like. And so I think just, you know, kind of getting older and learning more about it, talking to mentors or other people or older people and 
and uh, getting advice and, and putting it into practice, I think is, has been a big change in 20 years, probably what I would say. Has that always been an aspect in terms of like your, your marriage being focused on, on your faith? I think, you know, obviously you guys have been Christians for, I think pretty much your whole lives or most of your lives, but in terms of your marriage, I mean, the way that, that it's focused on Jesus now and Jesus being the center, has it always been like that? Or, or was that something that took a little work at first? Oh yeah, it's, it definitely took a lot, a lot of work. I think I was just actually had this conversation today with um, this young college girl that I, I love so much. She was at the house and we were talking about dating and different things. And I, I think the cool thing about where Matt and I were and, and like looking back, you can really see God's faithfulness and in our lives, especially when we, we look back on things, right. You can like God, like you're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize you orchestrated that, but you actually really orchestrated that. And I'm super grateful. And, and I think when I, when I met Matt, I was in a place in my life personally, where I was really serious about understanding who Jesus was, um, like the real Jesus, not my parents, Jesus, but like my faith. And Matt was also in a similar place. And so we were sort of running parallel with our interest and our, um, our desire to become Christ followers. And so it was really cool when we met, both of us were in, in a similar life space. And so our marriage was, our dating relationship, even though we fumbled around a little bit, our dating relationship, we desired to follow the Lord. I mean, we really did. We, we made mistakes early. Um, I had a couple bad boyfriends, Matt had a couple bad girlfriends. We weren't super <laughs> awesome prior to us meeting each other. But when we met one another, we really did desire for this relationship to be a whole lot different than the previous ones that we were in. And so I don't know. So we started out really in a, I think a pretty healthy place and both of us were kind of, I mean, Jesus was a, a priority for both of us personally. And then as we got married, um, it was, it was kind of neat because Matt is gone a lot, right? When they, when they played baseball, he had to work a whole lot. And so I was by myself, um, a lot of hours early in those early in our marriage. And, um, I read a ton of books and I read every Max Lucado book he's ever written ever. And so I think I may have told you that last time we were talking, but that was very instrumental in my faith. And so like really starting to process things that Max um, wrote because he's still one of my very favorite authors. But I, um, I, I think that just having time away from our families when we got married and, and really growing together as a couple with Jesus in the center, I think we grew pretty fast and pretty deep in our relationship with the Lord early in our marriage. But it started when we were dating. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, that that's right. I mean, I, like I said, we um, we haven't nailed it perfectly, but I think that, yeah, faith has been very much a, a big part of our, our relationship. Like she talked about, um, we were both in kind of the same place and, and, um, you know, that was part of the bond I think that we had initially that, um, that we were, um, that kind of why we started seriously dating and, and started looking towards marriage. Yeah, I have a question actually, because obviously I know you guys have talked to Cole quite a bit, but um, I'm actually not as much of a sports fan. So <laughs> I don't, I'm working on so that. So sorry. Um, so when you guys first were married, did you start your marriage with you already being in the major leagues or like were you like, how, how did that, how did that go? Because I mean, you're young, you're, I assume, 
Leslie, that you were still in college when you got married? Like, like how, I mean, how did you guys know that that was the right time to get married with so much change happening during that time? (laughs) We did not know that. (laughs) (laughs) We look back on it and we're kind of like, wow, what? You know, I was 20, when I proposed to her, I was 19 and she was 20. I had played in the minor leagues. I'd just played two, maybe three seasons in the minor leagues. Two seasons. Yeah. Two seasons in the minor leagues, which I don't know if you know much about that, but you don't make any money. So um, just assume I know nothing. We're we're working on her uh, baseball knowledge. Basically, (laughs) you're like, you're on a, like a slightly below, above like college team. So, Mm -hmm. um, so we were living, or I was living with my parents and she was living with uh, my brother's now wife. Um, And so we were just, kind of I was living at home she was living um in an apartment still in the sorority and then we just I don't know I would knew I was going off to another season and and I was like man I I don't want to be without her and and so we decided to get engaged and then you know we decided that the next year was a good time to get married and I mean I don't think you ever know the perfect time I mean I I don't know that they're so basically to answer your question I was in the minor leagues and I wanted, I, was in the I wanted her to be with me <laughs> and I knew the only way that she could be with me that would be acceptable to, to, to honor God and to our families was for us to get married. And so we, uh, we got engaged and then we got married a year later and we lived in the minor leagues. We had roommates and to cover the cost and um, we just kind of winged it. We really did. We didn't, we didn't think too much. We weren't, Thankfully, we didn't plan too much ahead because uh, it wouldn't have made a whole lot of sense to get do what we did. Yeah, right. Yeah. Minor league, minor league living. I just, I, just from what I've seen, like there's a uh, there's an Instagram account called Minor League Grinders, and it just shows like the living situation that minor leaguers go through, and it just it almost seems like a similar to what you might see in like a fraternity house because it's just a lot of people packed into a house trying to to live because they, they're not making a lot of money. Yeah, that year, the the year we got engaged, or the year before we got engaged, so 1999, we had two guys on air mattresses downstairs. We had two guys upstairs in one room, and then so we had six guys. I think we had six guys in a two bedroom, and it was great though. Like those are the things you look back on, and you're like, it was just you know, like we played baseball, we played video games, and we hung out, and you know, it was just it was really great. I mean, really, you know, guys are, um, you know, you just, there's just a cool bond that happens when it's just a bunch of guys hanging out and playing baseball and traveling around country all night through the night on buses that break down and you stop in the middle of the night at gas stations and, you know, you are just chasing a dream and it's, it's really, um, you know, you look back on it and at the time you're like, man, this sucks. This bus is super hot and we just drove 12 <laughs> hours and we're playing and you know, it's, we're in Charleston, West Virginia, and the bugs are giant and <laughs> like, you know, but then you look back here, you know, 25, 20 years later, and you're like, you know, that was a lot of fun. And so yeah. I think that uh, minor league life is, I mean, it should be better, you would think, but really, like I said, it, it makes getting to the big leagues all the more exciting and, and I guess meaningful um, when you make it. And, uh, and so, yeah, we, we, we grinded grinded it together in the minor leagues and lived with roommates and some of those are our closest friends today like they're some of our closest people um 
So even when we had kids in spring training, I was in the major leagues and we still had the same two roommates because they were still in the big leagues. So we just kept it going right on into the major leagues and we didn't have to. Wow. So you guys started out your marriage with roommates then. Oh, yeah. oh that's, yeah. That, that's pretty. What was that? I mean, just a lot of our marriage. No, I'm saying like the we started out in a, in a host family's home. Yeah. We drove to Colorado. Basically, after we got married, they had this winter development program which was like, basically they invited like 30 prospects, 20 prospects to Colorado, to Denver for like a month to train and kind of get used to the city and the ballpark. And it's a pretty cool program actually, but I got invited to that. So I had to go to that. So we got married. We literally drove to Colorado the next day and we, we spent a couple of days in Colorado Springs, but then we basically moved in with a family that we had never met before wow. for a month was like our first month married was in a basement of, of these people's <laughs> home in Colorado that we didn't know very well. And I mean, there were, they were nice kind of medium income family. It wasn't the, like it, some of my buddies were staying in like these giant mansions that these, you know, people in Denver, you know, these huge Rockies fans that are loaded, <laughs> you know, they're driving like their Range Rovers to the field and stuff. And, and we look, the people we stayed with were awesome, but we got stuck with, well, not stuck, but we were placed in a, in a house. We were married and we got put in like a, a basement, a small little basement. And he drove me all the way to, to the field every morning to Coors Field. And I'm riding to the field with this stranger who now we would call friends. But my buddies are like driving in these Range Rovers down the highway. And I'm in this Jeep Cherokee like, hey, guys, you know, it's just like it was just, you know, one of those deals that you look back on. And, and yeah, so we, we started our marriage in a, in a basement. That's pretty unique because I mean I know like we talked about just kind of like the different seasons of our marriage and that first part was really sweet and we got to be together in our own place. I can't imagine living with roommates. Like, can you imagine? I know. That? I know. It's very interesting. It feels like the way you describe the baseball culture almost feels like the like a military type lifestyle. You know, it's like you have to be willing to uproot your life for wherever you go. Mm-hmm. And I mean. Obviously, I, I, I assume you knew that, Leslie. Like, you're like, I'm not going into this blindsided. Like, you knew that you were going to... Maybe, maybe, I don't maybe think not. she knew exactly what she you was You know, we in. didn't have a counselor like you that would propose <laughs> questions and say, no, are you prepared? No, I did not know what I was getting into. We're doing so some my, post-mortem counseling now. Yes. <laughs> so my dad was a rancher, and um, my dad's cool. dad was a rancher, and... Um, I did not know what I was getting into. And I, and you know, and back then too, there wasn't Instagram, social media wasn't a thing. And so truly I really didn't know what I was getting into, but I did know what I did know about Matt. And I, I knew early on in our relationship and what really was one of the things that I was, that I really respected about him was his work ethic and his commitment to things. And so I didn't know a lot about baseball, but I knew that he did. And I knew that he was committed to it. And I knew he was passionate about it. And so it made that a little easier for me to say, oh, okay, this is what this is. And, and I went, you know, and honestly, I'm an adventurous little personality anyway. That's how God wired me. So I didn't mind and I enjoyed it. And I loved our roommates. Like, I, I mean, I think the reason we have so many kids is because I loved Garrett and Corey so much because I loved having a full house and people around and, one of the things um, Matt's parents did really well that I, I mean, they did a lot of things really well, but one of the things they, that I loved about eating dinner with the holiday family when Matt and I were dating is they're very hospitable. And so I didn't grow up like that. Like my mom, um, 
doesn't like to cook for a lot of people. She likes to have a super clean kitchen. She prefers that we do takeout and eat around the kitchen table and then throw away the food. Like I feel bad saying that sounds this. like me. <laughs> but like that's, that's kind of how she is. And Matt's Matt's parents that make amazing meals and they had a lot of people over. And I remember observing that when we were dating, thinking, oh, I want to have a family like that someday. And so we got to practice being hospitable when we had to, you know, crunch some numbers and fill an apartment full of people. And it, it was, it was really kind of cool. So I loved, I loved that part of our journey and the minor leagues were, I mean, I really enjoyed the minor leagues. I mean, I was glad when you got, didn't have to go back after we experienced the big leagues, <laughs> big leagues great, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed those, that season of marriage of, of living with, all of our friends and, um, you know, in, in those apartments, it was a lot of fun. That's really cool. Yeah. Can, Matt, can you share the story of how you proposed? Yeah, we were in, uh, my mom and dad, um, I'm, I'm surprised like knowing my dad, like he must've saved up a lot of money. Cause he took us, we went on a vacation to Hawaii and we were, we went to Maui. And, uh, so we, I was, I, I had the ring obviously. And, and, uh, and she did, she had no idea. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I remember we were, <laughs> I was going to do it. It was going to be this night. So I'd scouted out Maui. I'd scouted out this, uh, there's a place called the Grand Wailea in Maui and they have a little chapel on the, on the backside by the ocean. Um, and so I'd scouted this out and the night I was going to do it. So I, I knew I needed to call her dad, which I was super nervous about. Cause I went out when we were, I was 19 years old and I wasn't sure what he was going to say. I, I had a pretty good idea. Her dad's like the nicest, most jovial, <laughs> funny guy ever. And so I knew that he was not going to say like, no, don't do that. But I still was nervous. And so I remember calling him and, and, uh, Steve, you know, and, and anyway, he said, yeah. And, you know, I, I didn't hear a lot of confidence in his voice. Um, <laughs> But I, I'm pretty sure he said yes. It might have been a yeah, maybe I don't, you know, like. And so, um, we went, we went on a walk, I think, and we went down to that chapel, and and that's where I did it. And so that chapel on the grounds of the Grand Wailea is uh, yep. is where we got engaged. That's awesome. Have you guys been able to go back there and visit since then? Yeah, we went back once. We had Jackson and Ethan with us. Yeah, and, we stayed there. Yeah, and uh, oh, that's cool. That's cool. The first time we didn't stay there, we just used their chapel. Yeah, (laughs) we were staying down down the road a little bit at a slightly less nice one, but it was uh, that's a beautiful place. Yeah, that's really cool. So we're I guess this will come out on Monday, the day after Valentine's Day. But kind of thinking out loud, what what's uh, maybe one memorable or a couple memorable Valentine's Day days? Is that something you guys really care about, or um, is that something you guys really get into, or just not really? Well, the problem is, is like, usually it's almost always the date when we'd leave for spring training or we'd be. Oh, that's at true, yeah. So um, we haven't really celebrated this holiday much. Usually we would go eat dinner, probably a nice dinner or something like that. But um, we're not big Valentine's yeah. uh, people, like as far as I'm, I, do, I like to do my romantic things in different ways. She would probably <laughs> say I'm not romantic at all, but. Um, <laughs> how are How are you romantic? What In what ways are you romantic? Um, well, I, I like to remember things that she says and then like, you know, come through on those things or, um, 
I don't know. I, you pay attention well. Yeah, I try to yeah. pay attention. You know, I don't. You've you've improved. Like oh. your most valuable, I mean, most improved romantic man is sitting right here talking to you. Like no, I, <laughs> she she used to wear me out quite a bit about not being romantic. So I I've tried to pick up my game a little. Yeah, you're doing great now. You're doing great, Le- Leslie. What's the most what, what's the most romantic thing he's done that you can remember that like really stood out to you? Well. The mo- the most rom- I mean it's been a really long time, but what is that? <laughs> <a> really <laughs> long <laughs> nothing nothing you've done recently has been yeah, memorable. Yeah, well, it's been but, a really no, long time since you did anything no, decent. No, that's not true. My mo- my most favorite romantic thing was a really long time ago, but he's done lots of things since. So one time, I mean, we had so Jackson, our firstborn child, was he's super awesome now, like the coolest. But when he was a baby, he was just really really hard really challenging mm. and so I I would stay with my parents a lot just because he would cry all the stinking time and I couldn't get him to settle down and he ended up having whatever he was kind of a sick kid so and he had an excuse but anyway I would go and stay with my parents a lot and so one time I was staying with my parents and Matt's in the Matt's in the big leagues at, at this point and where were y'all you all were on the, east, we were coast. On the east to west yeah they were going east to west and the Rockies didn't have a plane that could fly that whole way so they had to stop for gas <laughs> they, had to stop for, they had to stop for gas on the way uh and i actually think they still fl- fly this plane so anyway no, I think they, got they got a new one so anyway they, new- <laughs> they were like they going to, York to san francisco or something and wow. so and the next day was an off day and so uh anyway they stopped for gas in oklahoma ironically and matt gets off the plane and grabs a cab and drives down to my parents house and I, he didn't tell me this and he, he called me and he was like, Hey, Les, did you get the flowers I sent you? And I was like, no, I'm so sorry. I've been up all night. Da-da. And um, he goes, well, why don't you go outside and, and see if they're there? I don't want them to die. They were expensive. And so I was like, all right, whatever. So I get up and I go, and he was standing right there. And so he came to spend the off day with me. Like, and he, and he, it was really cool. We spent the off day the next day, flew out to San Francisco. Yeah, I was like, I asked our traveling secretary, I'm like, we're stopping in Oklahoma City to get gas. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, can I get off? And he's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I'm going to go see Leslie. I'm, can you get me a cab brought to the plane or somewhere where I can? He's like, so I talked to the manager and the traveling secretary and they're like, yeah, that's fine. So I literally like, all right, guys, see you guys later. And like, get off the plane and <laughs> they're getting gas. And I'm like, getting in a cab and off I went like 40 minutes, 30 minutes to her house. So that was the really sweetest cool. thing. And, and uh, the reason why I think is because like off days when you're a pro athlete, they're gold and, you know, and when you have a little kid and you just, it's just so hard to be um, a young mom in any, any, any time of your life. But, but it seems like exasperated a little bit when you're a pro athlete wife, because you just do so much on your own. And, um, I was tired. I mean, I was just so, it it was just such a sweet memory for me because you didn't have to do that. And to be able to just spend one day with Matt during that particular season in our, our marriage was just so special. So that was, that's a highlight reel for sure on his romantic side. But you set the you set the bar high because she's yeah, she hasn't did, she hasn't remembered anything as memorable since then. <laughs> yeah. So you set the well, bar really high. That's the problem. Everything else falls underneath that. <laughs> yeah, no, he does a lot of great things, <laughs> but that one was very special. That's really cool. I think I asked you guys this 
at least Leslie, maybe I talked to you about this a little bit, because I think from a professional athlete standpoint, you know, as a fan, you get really into the trades and the moves and that kind of stuff, but it's easy to forget that there's real people attached to that. And there's real families attached to that there's marriages attached to that. And I just saw um, somehow Austin Gomber's wife came up on my TikTok page and she was, she posted some video about how he found out that he was being traded to the Rockies recently. And it just had me thinking like, it's, it's easy to forget, especially during the season. Like, so Matt, you were traded from the athletics to the Cardinals in the middle of the 2009 season. And what is that like? If you guys are, you're living in one place and you find out one day you're, you're getting traded to another place, like as a, as a married couple and a family, like Leslie, do you then pick up and move or do you stay where you're at until the season's over then kind of wait and see like that year, he was a free agent after that year. So, you know, just what does that all look like just from a family perspective, whenever you find out you're getting traded and then you're kind of being shipped, you could be, you could not shipped, but you could be moved from one part of the country to another. I guess it's kind of like being shipped. You could be moved from one part of the country to the other. I mean, yeah, no, I was just going to say, so the, the first time I got traded from Colorado where I had been five years in the minor leagues, five years in the major leagues, um, we kind of had an idea that it might happen. And this was in the off season. Um, so that call was probably a little bit more difficult just because, you know, that was the first time I'd ever been traded and going from Colorado where we knew every, a lot of people and, you know, you're very comfortable with your place on the team and your place in the clubhouse and your place among the organization. And we would just been to the world series, you know, a year or two pr prior to that, um, that, that call was difficult. And I think um, going into like going into that last year before free agency and then going into Oakland, and knowing that you're, you're probably only there for a year at most. Um, we knew that at some point during that season that I might get traded, especially when we didn't start off very good in Oakland. Um, when we, the team wasn't doing that well. And, and, you know, they were, I had talked to the GM and he basically said, you know, we're looking for trades, but if I don't get a trade, then I'll just keep you and get the draft picks, whatever. So we, we kind of knew when I got traded from Oakland to St. Louis, that something might happen around that deadline. So we weren't really caught off guard with that one, so to speak, and really excited, honestly, to go uh, into a pennant race and play for the St. Louis Cardinals. That was probably one of my favorite days of my career was getting uh, the news that we were going to St. Louis. It was uh, one of my favorite days as a fan, too. So Yeah, so that one was <laughs> that one was a whole lot different than, you know, the first when you first get traded and realize that, you know, you're that team that you know, you felt like it was your family, you know, really when it was a business decision, they traded you. So, um, but she can tell, I mean, she, she picked up and go ahead. You can. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a little different for the wife and, and the fact that Matt has to go to work the next day, even though you're wearing a different uniform and you're, you know, another club is paying your bill. It's just, it's a, he still is doing the same thing that he was before um, on the A's or whatever. Now he's with the Cardinals. And so with us, like Jackson and Ethan and I, and I was pregnant with Grayson, um, Matt was traded when we were in New York and we went down to Philly, which was cool because we took a train. So the whole family takes a train to Philly. We watch Matt play the next morning at like 7 a.m. I'm on a flight with, you know, two little boys and, and I'm pregnant, fly back to Oakland, pack up a house in like two days and then ship that car to St. Louis and then get on a plane and fly to St. Louis and then you just stay in an apartment, which which they had an amazing traveling secretary in St. Louis. His name was CJ. And he you kind of call him and he's like, look, here's some options for living 
and then you just rent an apartment until the end of the season. Well, we stayed in a hotel for like two Yeah, weeks. we did. We stayed in a hotel for a while. I forgot about that. We stayed at the Westin across the street from Bush Stadium, which was kind of oh, awesome. Yeah. You could just walk. You we know? just walked yeah. back and forth. We just walked back like and forth. Weeks. And they had amazing salmon. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was we... like a barbecue <laughs> salmon. I feel like we ate that. I was pregnant. So everything sounded, you know, either really good or really bad. But it was, uh, so it's kind of wild logistically, you know, um, for the wife and, and the kids, you know, and cause you sit the kids down and you're like, okay, Hey, the kids you've been playing with for the last couple months, they're not your friends anymore. We're going to find new friends in St. Louis, you know, <laughs> so you're probably never going to see these kids again, you know? So anyway, that is but, hard, uh, yeah. you go, you go to St. Louis and, and it was, it was awesome. I mean, that thing's awesome, but it is challenging for the wives and the kids, probably a, a it's just a different challenge for the women and the kids than it is for the men, because the men are, their routine does not change, you know, and the, and the gal, our routine changes drastically, you know, even time zone difference. I remember being challenged by that. Like the kids were California kids and then they're, they're in Missouri. And so you're even like little things like that, that you don't think about um, are, are hard, you know, with the baseball trades and moves and stuff like that yeah so of the 20 years you all have been married how much of that time was spent you know being a baseball wife and husband and then not we matt played for 16 15 in the major leagues and then so we've only been a, a retired couple for two three years now 18 to two years two and a half two years. and a half years wow but now so, he's coaching baseball. So this is just, what, this is a good rhythm for us. Yeah. So how has that been the past two and a half years? It's been, uh, it's, it's been interesting. So when you, you know, I both, I would say both of us really enjoyed your job and your mm -hmm. career. Like we loved it. And so it was an easy way to work in, um, ministry. It was an easy, like we loved it and, and we grew up in the lifestyle. And so, you know, and I mean, I was, Matt was nine, 18 when he very first started working there. I was 20 when I very first started involved in the, in the pro baseball stuff. And I mean, close to 40, whenever you're, you're done playing. And so that's a huge chunk of your life that that's what, you know, and so there's a rhythm in, in pro sports, that's hard to, um, it, it's just hard to replicate when you're not in it any longer. So you move three times a year and it's kind of great. And so like this time of year, you would be looking forward to going to spring training and you would probably be headed out there next week. And so even though it's been a couple years since Matt hasn't played, you still have this feeling like I should be somewhere else. Like I shouldn't be here right now. And so it's just kind of, um, I really enjoyed it. And so it's been harder for me than I thought it would be um, to kind of let go of that, of all those seasons in, in our life. And I thought it would be a whole lot different than it is right now. My expectations were, were that I thought when Matt was done playing, that it would be like unicorns and, mm -hmm. and butterflies. And we would just stare in each other's eyes all the time and <laughs> eat every meal together. And like, it would just be awesome. But I've, I've missed the busyness and like the, uh, of, and just the excitement of playing, you know, baseball and what, I mean, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that there's just, it's just a difference. It's a big difference. Like it's just a big difference. Like we're, we've never, 
stayed in one place for like longer than six months in baseball you just you're you know during the season and then you go into the off season and then you go to spring training and then usually it's three different places it was only two for us for a while um living in jupiter and then st louis but you know it's just it's a different like she said it's a different rhythm and so you're trying to figure out like for me like like she said like you have a built-in ministry like you know who your people are and you know like these are the people I want to be around and these are the people I can be a witness to. And these are the brothers that I can lean into that are similar place in life, similar age. And then, you know, Leslie, we have like these families that we all do life with and then they're super close. And then, you know, when you're done playing, you're trying to figure out like what's your, you know, your rhythm and your ministry and your purpose of like, what am I supposed to work? I mean, I can't just sit around and wait till the kids get home from school. And so it's just trying to figure out like, you know, what God's calling you to do next is sometimes, you know, it's, it's hard. It's, it's a, it's a hard change to go from sort of, you know, like on the calendar, you know, I'm supposed to be here, 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 you, your schedule's laid out for you to trying to figure out what's next. I think that that's, and I think a lot of athletes, you know, you would ask would would the transition from playing to not playing, there is a transition of figuring out, you know, what am I supposed to do? And, um, so it's, it's been, it's been, I, I think it hadn't been easy, but I, I think we've, you know, we've done pretty good and figuring out, you know, we've had a Bible study here with a lot of the college players and getting into coaching I can be around baseball and my boys are getting older and they, you know, they're going to play baseball competitively. And, um, so, you know, it's just, it's just different. It's just yeah. what it, you know, it's just different. And so you try to try to do the best with it and figure out what's next and, and, uh, so that's that's kind of how it's been. Matt, I don't remember if I asked you this, but when did you when and how did you know that it was time to hang it up? Because I think, you know, when you get like you look like you could still go out and play, you know, like I feel like you could go out and still hit some fastballs at 400 feet. So how did you know that, you know, it was time to, to call it quits? Well, you know, I went back in 18. So, you know, I got sick in New York in 2017, <clears throat> which I, I think cost me probably a couple of years of my career. But here nor there, um, you know, went back in 18 and, and played with the Rockies for the last six weeks and, and played really well. Um, and then, so going into to 19, um, you know, I had, I had plans to play if the right opportunity, I was kind of hoping the Rockies would, would bring me back and, or, you know, figure out a, another situation and for a competitive team that it'd be worth my while to play another year in 2019. And, you know, nothing really came my way, nothing, nothing good. The Rockies seemed to be going in another direction and, didn't didn't offer me any kind of contract and, and didn't really have any any real offers a couple teams showed some interest but they didn't really fit what I was looking for and and so it just nothing really um I knew I could still play I, I proved it in 18 at the end of the year and um I knew I knew I mean when you when you play you know whether you have you can still do it or not um and then you know last year uh, with the weird season, you know, just again, I, I, I still think I could play like right now, but so it's, so it's been hard because I, I don't know, like, I, I've never said like, I'm officially retired. Like, I don't want to play anymore. I don't, you know, I, I couldn't handle the grind. Like, I think I could, but it's like, I don't know. I, I guess if it has to be the right situation and so far that the situation hasn't presented itself. So it's almost like, um, yeah, I, I guess I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't yeah. ever know like, Oh, you know what? I know I can't do it anymore. Physically. Like my bat speed's gone. I can't hit anymore. Or 
I just, you know, I can't handle the mental grind of it anymore. I don't like the travel part of it anymore. Uh, I never had that. So I've always just not just chose not to say anything and I'm not playing. So currently people say what they want. Like if I'm retired, I guess I'm retired. I'm not playing. So, um, but I've never said, you know, like I'm not, I'm retired because I think I could still play. And if I don't need a press conference or a announcement or like, I don't need any of that. Like if I'm just don't play anymore, no one, no one cares. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not like, I don't think I need like everybody to, acknowledge that i quit playing i think you know they figured it out you don't want like a Derek jeter farewell tour where every team gives you a gift or anything like that oh if they get the <laughs> same kind of gifts then maybe i should consider it but i don't think anybody give me any gifts i don't know I, um but no i i just i don't know it's one of those things where i mean you know i feel like uh it's just you know i just keep i try to live in the moment and today i don't play so you know it's like we'll see yeah. And you know, you, you, it'd be hard to keep up your podcast if you went back and started playing baseball again. Actually, so. we could do it. We could do it live. I could probably get more guests. So I think it'd probably be even <laughs> yeah. better. Like, it's true. People, how much have you got, how much fun have you guys had doing that? I mean, I know I talked to both of you guys individually about it and that was before I started working with you guys on your show, but um, you know, how much fun has it been just to be able to get all these different guests? It's a lot of your friends. Do you get to share a lot of, cool stories and especially this month you're talking about marriage with people that you're friends with it's been a lot of fun i mean i've laughed a whole lot during the recording of these of these podcasts and so but like i said earlier i mean the thing i miss most about matt's career are those conversations that we've been able to have with our friends in our house or their house or over dinner or whatever so it's been really uh really therapeutic for me to be honest with you (laughs) to call our buddies and be like hey this is what we're going to talk about today and we're just going to record it all right so anyway but it's been it's been really cool and you know another thing that's been neat Cole is to be able to tell people what they mean to you and I think that that's and it's appropriate in a in a podcast and it doesn't feel super weird and so because like the Matheny's like just the, the most recent one we did to be able to tell them like, Hey, when we were a young couple, we really looked up to you guys. And we didn't tell you at the time because we didn't have the courage to do that. But just so you know, we were watching you in a really creepy way, (laughs) (laughs) but, but it is so true. And, and I think that that's been very neat to be able to have conversations with people that have really impacted your life. Um, and to be able to tell them that. And so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I think it's been, I think in a lot of stories I've forgotten too, like just talking to friends and stuff and you bring up and they start talking and telling stories. And this is like, it's been cool like to catch up with people. And then some people we didn't even know, like Ben Roethlisberger and, you know, and some of the other people that, that, you know, we've got to come on that we didn't really know much about to like kind of hear their stories and um, some of the lessons they've learned. And I've learned a lot actually um, just like wiser, older, wiser, like listen to Dave Dravecki and Mike Matheny and, um, you know, some of these older Christian men, like talk about like their disciplines and some of their things like, you know, I've walked away from a lot of the conversations, like feeling like I, I like motivated um, just listening to them talk and, and you know, kind of how wise they are. So I, I've enjoyed a lot of that, you know, just kind of just I, a lot of them, like I said, I've, I've walked away from, you know, feeling like I learned something. Yeah, that's really cool. Have you guys learned anything about each other through this process? 
in terms of like the podcast you mean the podcast as well as just being quote unquote retired from baseball you know just like the past few years since you've yeah exited that world yeah you know the things that as a young girl that uh, that I was attracted that I was attracted to in Matt are the same things that I still really admire and respect and so like how I mean he works for free at Oklahoma state, but he works and like his work ethic is, is top shelf. And, and like, he treats this job just like he did when he played for the Cardinals, when he had a salary that was really hefty. And I love and respect that about him so much that it doesn't matter the venue, like he's going to bring all that he has to the people that he's committed to. And so it's really neat to be able to know that even though I was a young, you know, 19 year old girl the things that I saw in him were right and true and so I think that that's a cool thing when you when you look at your marriage um, from a bigger lens and you're like okay the things that I believed about him are still true and I think that's really cool um, I appreciate how loyal Matt is to um, like the Cardinal organization or even to his brother in in this season of life that we're in and how much he really cares about coaching young people like that's a neat thing because towards the end of Matt's career he was really um, a mentor to a lot of the younger players because they were trying to accomplish the things that that we had accomplished in in his career like professionally but also like being married and having a couple kids that still like their parents and so you know and so it's just neat to see that um that part of Matt that just the servant the serving and the mentoring and wanting to cheer for you to bring out the very best in you that's a really cool thing to watch as a spouse and so I've learned that and I've loved that and so even my hard days like moving back to Oklahoma because it's been challenging because I really didn't mind that Florida sun and so in living in Florida <laughs> but I am reminded a lot like okay this is why we're here because this is where he's gifted and and he's going to thrive in this environment so this is why we're here so I think that that's really kind of cool to see your spouse even mature and grow in areas that you knew he had it in him when you were when we were young you know so Anyway, that's been fun. In the podcast, he's a really good podcast host. He's real funny. Like <laughs> he is funny. I like working with him. <laughs> but I, I I would say like, you know, Leslie's she's like in two schools. Like she's a college student, like times two right now. So like watching her like pursue like ministry full time and and uh, like the impact that she's having on on uh, a lot of college girls around here. Like I come home and there's there's cars parked in my spot at the house and i'm like wow sydney feels really comfortable she's just taking over my spot. <laughs> like she's had a she's had a really big impact on on a lot of like seriously like she's got college girls over at the house all the time just wanting to talk mentoring having coffee like needing uh somebody to to help them navigate their life and, and their relationship with jesus and how that ties together with college life and um while she's getting a degree and she's speaking and pursuing ministry and doing all these things uh it's been cool to see like her get a chance to to do school and and to she's doing all kinds of you know she's getting to speak about it and and do ministry and lead bible studies and um so she's had a really really big impact on a lot of college kids around here and and uh and it's been it's been really cool to watch and and uh so that's that's been really cool to see in the last year and a half two years 
you guys you, you guys do marriage counseling too right because i feel well, like somebody asked us to so we, well, we're yeah, not so cool. licensed I was I was gonna say because I thought Leslie had mentioned that a couple that times. Legal? Like I don't know, are, are we legally allowed to do? Are you yeah. getting paid for it? Though? We're not no. getting paid. We're not <laughs> getting fine. paid. But no, we do uh, premarital counseling with a couple that asked us to do premarital. But it's mainly just conversations. But we're just trying. It's like this. Like, hey, you need yeah. to be less selfish. Like, <laughs> well, she's actually Learn a counselor. from us. Yeah, yeah, so, she's a counselor. Yeah, so she's like. I think it's just like their parents were like, hey, you guys need to get marriage counseling. And so like, hey, we all talk to us about marriage so we can tell our parents. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, sure. Come on over. Like, they're great. They're going to be fine. They're way more prepared than we were. <laughs> yeah. What, what does that look like, though? Like just as you guys being kind of like a seasoned married couple and you're you're looking at this younger couple, you know, I don't know, like what's what's the perspective like whenever you're in that role versus like, obviously we're talking a lot about your early stages of marriage, but like now you're in this role where you're mentoring people. And I know like for me as a teacher, it's, it's, it's just interesting to see life through a student's eyes as a teacher. And I feel like it's gotta be the same to be, you, know, you guys have been married for 20 years and now you're talking to young married couples on the brink of getting married. Just what does that um, perspective look like from, from your end where you're, you're kind of seeing, you know, a, a couple, wanting to be married and kind of like you're coaching them through that season i go ahead i was just gonna say like hey like hey there's a landmine over there like don't step on that one like you know just kind of giving them some things that like hey here's some things to look out for here's some things that that trip could trip you up and i mean that's kind of how i've approached it like like we don't have like it's not like something you can just have perfectly or figured out totally but I just think that like makes you feel kind of old, first of all. And but secondly, just trying to give them some like, I don't know, like I said, just hey, watch out for this or you know, some things like that. But yeah, I think for me, like it's that couple in particular has been incredibly encouraging. And so I I I just look at them, look at each other, and you know, and you probably know this for sure, like doing marriage counseling or premarital counseling, like they think that what you're telling them will not happen to them because they are so in love and like, there's no way that they're going to need to understand conflict resolution. And so and it's really cute and, and precious. And I, <laughs> I fight. yeah, you, you guys, I'm sure you'll never fight, but just yeah. in case you do like, let's consider these strategies. <laughs> so, you know, but it's so, they're so cute and, and they are very wise. And, um, and I, I'm, I'm really excited to see their marriage shake out because they really are very smart and very wise and it is really cool. But Matt and I, during, um, during his career, we were, we were also like, you know, we got lots of phone calls because as you know, the career goes by just so fast and all of a sudden you're the old people on the team and you're like, you know, the marriage doctor. And so we would get phone <laughs> calls every now and then. And I remember one story in particular, we were at dinner with this precious young couple and they were telling us their story and finally I stopped them and I was like yeah we'll buy your dinner but you guys need to go see real counselors like we can't help you (laughs) anyway do you remember that I was like we we are not qualified so but anyway but this couple that's coming over right now it's like they're just so great we're like physical therapists and they needed a surgeon yeah not (laughs) yeah no yeah the other couple yeah Yeah, 
heart surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah. That's, that's awesome though, that you're having people look to you guys. I mean, I, I feel like that says something about your marriage and your all's relationship and maybe even the way you run your family to say like, Hey, we admire this and we want a marriage like yours. I mean, that's, that's pretty flattering. Yeah. Well, I think the one thing that we've always done is, is we're pretty open. I mean, we're not, we're never going to be the couple that, that acts like we have it all figured out. And and we're the parents that'll apologize to our kids when we aren't, we didn't do the right thing. Right. And so I, I don't know, I think people see that or we, or people that are struggling in their marriage think, well, I can at least do that. So (laughs) I can at least be like the holidays. So let's try to run out, run around with them. We won't ask the Wainwrights for marriage advice because that's just too, it's too hard. The bar's too high, but we can at least do the holidays. No, but we talked about this last week. We uh, interviewed a couple in our small group who've been married about the same amount of time that we have. And we were just talking about how, like, how easy it is to set unrealistic expectations going into marriage. Like to say, like, oh, you know, this is how our marriage is going to be, blah, blah, blah. When in reality, it's not always like that. And so I think, you know, it sounds like you guys have realistic expectations of each other and show that to other people like, Hey, this is what our marriage looks like. It's not perfect. We're not trying to make it look perfect, but we're willing to be that example for you guys and to talk you through that. And I feel like we need more of that. We need less of the relationships that look perfect Mm -hmm. and look perfect from the outside. And then they fall apart and people are like, well, why did they fall apart? They had a perfect marriage and they had a perfect relationship you have no idea what happens in people's marriages. Mm-hmm. You know, we need more people willing to talk about the, the not cute stuff, you know, the stuff that nobody wants to talk about because the non Instagrammable, the non Instagrammable <laughs> stuff. Exactly. Because that's, what's going to help people in their relationships. I, I think we judge not... everybody's relationship, like on how cool their pictures are. Like really? Exactly. They're having problems. I just saw a sweet, they looked so happy in <laughs> Hawaii five days ago. What happened? No, I, I mean, like I, I think like you're talking about like they have these expectations, right? And like the what this is going to look like. And I think that takes you out of the moment. Like just take it day to day. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like that in general, if I've learned anything in the last four years, it's been like when you have expectations and you have like, you try to look into the future of what your future looks like, it creates this anxiety. And if you look in the past and like, it's not living up to what your past was, like it creates like this depressed feeling. but if you like for us like if i'm just trying to live like in the moment like and i don't do it perfectly but it's been a lot better when you know i think for us like living in the moment like literally Mm -hmm. like trying to be present with our kids and and like jackson's 17 and if you sit and think about it long enough like i get like kind of nervous and like oh my gosh where did the time go instead of enjoying like he's 17 he's cool like we're friends we work out together like we're buddies. Like it's really cool time in in our life. But if I sit and look at pictures of when he was three and four, I'm like, what happened? And so like, I don't know, I guess to me, like thinking about expectations of what your marriage is going to look like, like, you don't even know, like, well, just worried about what today looks like. You know I mean? Mm -hmm. Who knows where God's going to take you in your marriage? Like, and, and I think that, I think, I don't know, that's something that I've, I've, I've learned a little bit about in the last four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's good. We had somebody submit a question on Instagram and it kind of oh. made me thinking about, yeah, Michaela, one of Emily's good friends sent a question. Oh, yeah. And um, so this past year with COVID and everything, 
we all had to kind of be creative with like how we spent time together. And I know Emily and me had to get creative about date nights because for a while, like we go out every Friday night for dinner. That's like our thing. Every, no matter what's going on in the week, no matter how busy we are, we try to make Friday night our date we night. We also don't have kids yet. We also don't so have kids yet. Yeah, that's true. You might have a little bit more time. Yeah. Um, but we weren't able to go out to, I mean, we, we would get takeout and that kind of stuff, but our date nights looked a little bit different. What, uh, what do you guys do for date nights and, and ter- in terms of like being able to spend quality time together with just you guys in the past year, whenever the world was all crazy, what did, what did that look like? What were you guys able to do and how were you able to make that work? You know, I, I think for us, I mean, I've just always had this again, because it comp- I think comparison, when we compare our marriages to other marriages, it'll just, it'll just destroy you. And yeah. I think when Matt and I were younger in in baseball, you would see the, these people like our peers go on these crazy date nights and these crazy trips. And we had kids really young. And so, so we were like at home with our, with our kids <laughs> and, you know, and I, and I just, I don't know. I, I think I kind of made a deal with myself when I was in my twenties where I was like, okay, relationships are built in the mundane. And so really be intentional during drinking with drinking coffee in the morning. Like you don't have to do a big date night. And I know that that's not like a, a like cool answer or anything, but it's really been life-giving for me. I just always wanted to say, okay, at one point during the day, I would like to have a meaningful conversation with Matt, whether it be a beautiful dinner or a cup of coffee during the day. And I think that that's something that when I was in my twenties, I, I really wanted that to be something I like really strive for because I'm a, if we did the love languages, like I'm a quality time person. And so having just one really good conversation a day, it fills my cup. And so, and, and I think we do that well. So during COVID, um, you know, things really honestly didn't change a whole lot between us because we weren't really the fancy date people. Um, Well, you know, I I mean, I think that like during COVID, like it's been a cool deal with our family. Like we're all kind of, you know, for a while, we were just all basically stuck in the house or whatever. Yeah. So we were playing board games at night or cards or, you know, we would make dinner every night and play card, play some kind of game after, cause there's nothing to watch on TV. All the sports were reruns and <laughs> we were, you know, we literally were just playing board games and, and hanging out and just kind of, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what board game we were going to play or, you know, just, just kind of hanging out and spending time. So I think that's been cool. Like, like I said, trying to be in the moment with our kids and, and uh, enjoy kind of the ages they're at has been something that I think, you know, and and during COVID that try to take, you know, just stop worrying about things you can't control and, and try to enjoy where we're at. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. I feel like that's such simple advice, but that's also what we all kind of need to hear right now. It's really easy um, I think for most people to want this all to be over and just yeah. to want to, I mean, I know I do, but yeah. you know, just to kind of want and get through this when it's like, okay, we're in this season right now. And even if we, you know, want to be able to travel and do mm-hmm. other things like maybe that we used to be able to do, um, there is, there is beauty in the mundane and there is something to be said about that. Like, that's awesome that you guys will have been able to do that. And I know your kids are going to remember that. Like they're going to remember that season. We're like, remember when we all spent so much time together and we played all these games and we had this much fun and you know, that that's like just a really special thing that we can't get back. Yeah. 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 I, I, I liked, I liked this year for that 
that reason just because like i mean the whole premise of my show is called in no hurry and it's all about slowing down and not being in a hurry and i feel like that's what this past year has has caused us to do and so i i obviously asked this kind of at the end of the show but like for you guys as a couple i mean just you guys kind of talk about how you don't really do a lot of crazy dates or you guys are, I mean, you guys are, you guys live a busy life, but like when you guys want to slow down and just be together, what does that look like? Cause obviously you guys kind of have your own individual ways to, to recharge and all that kind of stuff. But as a couple, what does that look like for you guys to kind of slow down from your kids, busy baseball schedules or Matt's busy coaching schedule. And Leslie, I know you travel to speak and that kind of stuff in different places. So, so what does it look and you're, and you're in school, you're doing all kinds of schooling right now. So like when you guys just want to slow down and be together as a couple, what does that look like? I don't know. For us, I think that, that I, we both really love being outside and we like to be like doing stuff. And so, um, I don't know. I, we like to go ride bikes or when we, you know, when, when the weather gets nicer, like paddle boarding or going to the lake or, you know, so just being active and being in nature is a really good thing for Matt and I to do together because it doesn't require a lot of athletic ability on my end and um, he enjoys it. And so we like doing outdoor things together. And I mean, I, I, with, with school and there's just so much sitting and reading and like, quiet and thinking and all of those things that go on with with taking all these classes I the last thing I want to do is is a still activity like I want to go and like be active and do something with my with my buddy and so we we have two two really close friends here too that we started playing spades with yeah that's fun so that's cool we play me and him versus the, the the girls um so (laughs) <laughs> we play we play that a couple nights a week you know about eight o'clock at night like well their kids are our kids are about the same age and so they we kind of just block them out and they go nuts and we just play cards and hang out and chat have adult conversations while the kids are yeah, ripping yeah. around the house and that, that's something i enjoy like we just kind of sit and play cards and laugh and and hang out and the kids are distracted with each other and it's it's kind of peaceful yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Is that the game we learned from Eric over New Year's? Was it Spades or Rummy? I, I can't remember. I don't know. We learned both some kind of new all. card game. Yeah, both of those are good. Yeah. Matt, actually, I, I just remembered. So I got to, this is be kind of the final question here. So I, I sent this to Leslie a couple of weeks ago and I found this photo that I had taken. You were doing a, a post game press conference. By the way, you were three for three with a solo home run and two singles this day. But I got to know th- this picture, you're, you're wearing a hat with some sunglasses. <laughs> on your forehead here what's going on with this look um you know a lot of times after the game like i'm trying to get out of there i'm ready to go home and i probably had sunglasses on that day and then obviously i don't need them but i didn't want to forget them in my locker and that's probably somebody that grabbed me on my way out and so i'd already probably, put them probably there. jim hayes probably, probably jim, hayes. A jim hayes interview and um that's not like my look like i don't that's not like a go-to look but it caught me kind of at a probably a like just logistically that made sense like put your and then I was like oh yeah I wore a hat so then you put the hat on and then you know that's what you get so um it's not like kind of my fashion or anything like I wasn't trying to make a statement uh that was that was probably by accident it's a good look though I think uh yeah got, well gotta I like that on my phone. gotta mix it up with Jim Hayes you know I gotta keep him keep him on his toes so that's right uh, yeah well guys thanks for doing this this was a lot of fun yeah, fun Talk- 
talking to you guys about marriage and kind of getting the, the, the marriage aspect of professional sports. I think that's one area of sports that you can get into for sure. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still working on Emily. Uh, Emily will go, actually, I'll get to give her credit. We went, I think we went it, to four baseball yeah, games. I mean, and you guys 20, like, we do that every day. Uh, we went to four baseball games, four weekends in a row. Yeah. We went to, was it White Sox, Braves, Cardinals, and we went Royals. to, we went to, we had, I was baseballed out. We had three, we had three weekend trips where one was to Chicago, one was to Atlanta, one was to Kansas City. And then on the way back, so we, we were living in Evansville, which is three hours away from St. Louis. And so we drove back through and I was like, hey, the Cardinals are at home against the Astros. Can we just stop by? And I was like, I can't go the whole I don't summer. Know how you did it, Leslie. I really did. Yeah. So, so thankfully, so we, I, I found some, <laughs> found some tickets on StubHub and we did four baseball games in, in four, in three weekends, actually. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that game against the Astros, I mistakenly bought tickets. I thought I bought them when we were in the shade. And directly in the side. It was on the left oh. field. It was on mm-hmm. the third base side up in the upper deck and it was a noon game and and it was like she didn't even watch half the game because she was sitting in the shade yeah Mm -hmm. so it was a she she was a trooper for that so we got to see new stadiums though i hadn't i hadn't been to kansas city i hadn't been to the white Sox. and it was the last time we went to a baseball game that was the last time yeah but yeah yeah Yeah. so hopefully we can get back to a baseball game this year good food in those cities yeah yeah we saw we had really good barbecue um the new brave stadium was really good too there's a lot of good food in the stadium so It was cool. Yeah. Colorado is, is one of them that we want to go to. Yes. Yeah. So, you'd like it there. It's cool. It's yeah. really pretty. Really pretty. Colorado and San Diego, I think, mm-hmm. and Fenway are my, are my top three that I want to get to. Diego, yeah. Yeah. San Diego's, the city's cool. The stadium's just okay. The food at the stadium. <laughs> he wouldn't know. He was working yeah. down there. I was eating up in the, up in the stands. Boston's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Say, I only go for the food. So that's true. Happy yeah. to hear that. Yeah. 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 The hot dogs and whatever else. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks so much. This is great. Obviously, you guys, anybody listening can, can check out their podcast, Table 40. Um, it's Matt and Leslie every week talking with guests, and you guys do a great job with that. And this month, they're talking about marriage as well. So you can check that out and uh, follow that you guys are active. Matt's getting a little bit more active on Instagram. Yeah, I'm trying to make it, making an effort, making an effort. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you so much. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, guys. It was fun. Thanks, Cole. Well, we had a great time talking to Matt and Leslie. Really appreciate them coming back onto the show this time to talk about marriage. Definitely go check out their podcast, Table 40. They do a great job interviewing all sorts of different guests. And just like us this month, they are talking to people about marriage. And there's also some talk with just them two about marriage as well. So you can hear more of their story over on their podcast. And you can hear some other people share their stories about marriage and also just life in general. So if you kind of like to hear really the more human side of sports, I would definitely recommend checking out their podcast. If you guys want to connect with me, I would love for you to reach out. You can find me on basically any social media platform. You can find me at Cole Claiborne on Instagram and Twitter, and then on Facebook at Cole Douglas Claiborne. And you can also email me at Claiborne at gmail.com. There's a lot of ways to get in touch with me. But either way, I would love to connect with you. If you've got guest recommendations, also feel free to shoot those to me. I'm always looking for new people to have on this show. And I don't know where you are joining us from, but here in Kentucky, we are supposed to be getting a ton of snow this week. So if that's the same for where you live, stay safe, stay warm. Thank you all for tuning in. And as always, I hope you guys find some time to relax and not be in a hurry. And we'll see you back next week.